coming up next on the Holistic Wealth Podcast. That typically is kind of how the flu presents itself. Think about the cold, which tends to be kind of neck up, right? The runny nose, maybe the eyes, that sort of thing. That tends to be a little bit easier, but that feeling like you got hit by a truck feeling, that's almost always the flu. And that's why it's important when you make sure that you have a good relationship with your doctor ahead of time to get on these symptoms early. Luckily, there are some wonderful things that are over the counter that we can really utilize to make a difference. But first, you want to think, okay, Dr. Red Cross said, You're listening to the Holistic Wealth Podcast with host Keisha Blair, author of Holistic Wealth and founder of the Institute on Holistic Wealth. And now, here's your host, Keisha Blair. Welcome to the Holistic Wealth Podcast, and I'm your host, Keisha Blair, and today we have a very special guest with us. We have Dr. Ken Redcross, and Dr. Redcross is the author of Bond, The Four Cornerstones of a Lasting and Caring Relationship with Your Doctor, and founder of a unique concierge service providing patient-first treatment through strategic health services. Dr. Redcross frequently shares his expertise in managing everyday health challenges, embracing both natural and alternative methods of healing. Dr. Red Cross earned his MD from Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center in New York, specializing in internal medicine. And you can check out his website at drkenredcross.com. Ken, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Oh, here. thank you. Thank you, Keisha. I've been waiting to be here with you and your followers. So this is great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you here. And, you know, it's an amazing topic, cold and flu season. We're yeah. right into the thick of it. I mean, you tell us more about yeah. like any trends you've seen, but right now it's minus 17 here. Uh-huh. We have so much snow on the ground. I, I feel like I'm already coming down with something. I, oh, don't say it. <laughs> say it isn't so. Well, if you are, Keisha, you pick the best day to come down with something. Because <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about some things that could definitely make your day better and a lot of your listeners' days better as well. Absolutely. And that's great. So I just wanted to get right into it, Ken. Like, you know, you're right into the thick of things. Yeah. What yeah. are you seeing? What are they saying this cold and few season will be like for us? So this is interesting, guys. So so last year was a little bit more. This year, it's slowly revving up a little bit later. Look, usually we get a peak of the flu in December to February. So it's just coming. So this is the perfect time for us, quite honestly, Keisha, to talk about it so that we can kind of be prepared. Lots of times I'm doing these talks and we're already in the throes of it. And it's kind of hard because they're like, Dr. Red Cross, I wish I talked to you two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, So the good thing is with the cold and flu, we kind of know what's coming. And now we know that there are some remedies that I always like to talk about, Keisha, that are closer to the earth, everyone. It doesn't necessarily require my prescription pad. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's great. That's what we're all about on this show is taking this holistic approach to health. Love it. Because after we've been through COVID, everybody's concerned about really keeping healthy, about maintaining health, physical and mental health and emotional health in the best way they can. So, Dr. Red Cross, what are you telling your patients now about precautions they should be taking, how they should be gearing up for this? Um, any lifestyle changes that they yeah. need to be imp- implementing or thinking about right now? Well, a little bit, Keisha, quite honestly, it's a little bit of all of the above, right? Number one, you can't talk cold and flu without talking about some things that we can control that are simple, like washing our hands. Right. It may seem so simple, right? We've talked about that since grade school, but we don't yeah. always do it long enough and we always don't do it properly. Long right. enough, everyone, is being able to sing happy birthday to me. 
that should be about 20 seconds. And not just like my kids sometimes when they were little, they would wash just their fingertips. Uh, that's not enough. You need to right. make sure you're washing your entire hand and your nails as well. The other thing is we get to that diet thing. Always say that food is medicine. And Keisha, it really and truly is. Uh-huh. Three important vitamins that I want you guys to leave with. Vitamin C, D, and E. C, we all know when it comes to colds. We've grown up knowing the importance. But vitamin D is so important for our immunity. You mentioned that COVID word before. We learned how important vitamin D was during that time. And then vitamin E is also important because vitamin E is a natural antioxidant, everyone. So those are the vitamins that you definitely want to be thinking about this time of year, making sure you're washing your hands and making sure you're getting the right amount of rest each and every night as well, which should be about seven and a half hours a day. That's kind of what the CDC says here in the United States. That's unbelievable because you mentioned vitamin E. Yeah. And a while ago, I was like, really? I know a lot of people are thinking, I didn't really think vitamin E was really implicated in this cold and flu season remedy type thing. So you're saying that we should absolutely incorporate vitamin E too. Look, you can incorporate vitamin E. The good thing here, guys, with vitamin E, it's kind of easy to get. You can get that out of a lot of different seeds. Seeds that we have on our diet, you can get that, you know, easily. Vitamin D is the tough one because vitamin D is not plentiful. See, people will say milk and that sort of thing, but milk is fortified D, meaning that it's added. You can get it from fatty fish livers, but I don't know about you. I don't know how many people eat fatty fish livers uh, to get enough vitamin D. So that's one of those things you have to supplement. And vitamin C, once again, we've probably grown up noticing the importance of vitamin C, but vitamin E is starting to get a little more uh, light, bring to light a little bit more now, too. I know like me right now, it's so cold outside. I feel like I'm coming down with something already, just even looking out my window. And I'm wondering, how do I differentiate between the symptoms of a cold and a flu? So like for those listening in and they're like, you know, every year I get sick and I wonder, is just is this just a common cold or should I be concerned that this is the flu? Can you tell us how we can do that and when we need to see a doctor? Yeah, no, that's a great question there, Keisha. Look, one of the big things is that when you're thinking about flu, everyone, think more about those body aches. And then the second thing, think about the fever. That typically is kind of how the flu presents itself. Think about the cold, which tends to be kind of neck up, right? The runny nose, maybe the eye, that sort of thing. That tends to be a little bit easier, but that feeling like you got hit by a truck feeling, that's almost always the flu. And that's why it's important when you make sure that you have a good relationship with your doctor ahead of time to get on these symptoms early. Luckily, There are some wonderful things that are over the counter that we can really utilize to make a difference. But first, you want to think, okay, Dr. Red Cross said, well, maybe this is a cold. I'm having a lot of upper airway stuff, but gosh, I'm having body aches. That's probably the flu. Yeah, no, that's good to know for sure in terms of looking out for the different symptoms and being able to differentiate and when we need to get to a doctor. I think a lot of people kind of wait till the last minute until during problems and then it's Absolutely. just so Dr. Red Cross, what about people with autoimmune illnesses, people going through cancer treatment? I mean, we'll do them separately, diabetics. But I know for a lot of our audience listening into this show, so, some of them do have pre existing conditions. Really? And so I wanted to get your take on how they as well could, you know, effectively manage themselves through cold and flu season. Especially since, depending on where you are in North America or around the world, they're saying, you know, we see COVID trending, like in some cases it's spiking along with the flu. 
Yeah. Oh, I know a lot of people have concerns about, well, should I be worried if I have this condition and I I don't want to go out there and get sick? Um, So one of our listeners is actually diabetic and he struggles with his insulin medications during during cold and flu season. And he wanted me to ask and pose the question because we did take some reader, some listener questions before the episode for you. And he just wanted me to ask to pose that question to you about how he could better manage that as a diabetic going through cold and flu season. Well, I'll tell you this. One of the good things, if there is anything good with cold and flu season, some of the things we've talked about is the same for those who have any other chronic illnesses or challenges. Now, for that particular diabetic that you're talking about or someone with heart disease or other lung diseases and so forth, we have to be a little more careful, right? Uh We want to make sure that we're considering things that are staying out of larger areas. Some of the things that we talked a lot about with COVID and spreading things and that sort of nature. The other thing you want to do is make sure that you're compliant with your medications. Let's make sure that we know where we are. For that diabetic, I need to know that your A1C is well controlled. Because if you're not well controlled and your blood sugars are high, guess what? You're set up to get sicker than someone like myself who doesn't have sugar challenge. Yeah. So when you have these chronic challenges and so forth, realize that almost like to think of you as having an extra force field around you that we need to think about that, like when you're in these big groups and so forth. So you can recognize like, you know, what else do I need to really make sure that I am being safe with when I'm dealing with the chronic illnesses? And most of it gets back to managing the chronic illness well, because we don't want inflammation. Inflammation in our body, everyone, causes what I call dis-ease. And so we need to keep that inflammation down. And especially during cold and flu season with something like diabetes, other lung diseases, or a heart disease. No, absolutely. I love that you brought up inflammation because I know a lot of people think about that. Mm-hmm. I have arthritis, so I think oh. about that. I suffer from it. So I think about how I keep that, you know, inflammation down. So just because you went, you know, you brought that up, which is amazing. Yeah. How can we, are there some ways we can at home in our daily lives just keep down that inflammation by just doing implementing methods at home? You know, some of the things that I that I love, believe it or not. So I mentioned vitamin D earlier because I talked about vitamin D for immunity. But once again, vitamin D as a base helps with a lot of those markers and things when you talk about inflammation. There's also other ways to make sure that you're keeping down what I call the S word, Keisha, which Uh is stress. I'll only say it on this show because I won't give it power. Right. But believe it or not, that is a big issue. When you're talking about inflammation in our bodies, in our heart, the blood vessels to our heart, the blood vessels to our brains, those things are all important. And guess what? We can control it. We can control it, whether you want to do that being more mindful, whether you're a meditator or an exerciser or what have you. But if you take one thing from the show today to help bring down inflammation, it's that S word reduction. If you can get a hold of that and figure out how you can wrap your hands around that, that will do a big number in bringing down that inflammation. Yeah, that's amazing. Great advice. And so for people listening in, we had another question coming in from someone who has cancer, is going through breast cancer treatments, doing chemotherapy, and will start a round of radiation soon. How can cancer patients keep safe this cold and flu season? Are there any other precautions they should be taking? I mean, you mentioned quite a bit for those who are already 
so immunocompromised. Yeah, and, and especially that particular one. And once again, you know, many blessings to her to for continued healing. And one of the things that's important as well is to make sure that she is not exposing herself while she's going through the chemo and the radiation as well. It's back to that force field I'm talking about. I'm not saying you necessarily need to be in a bubble, but you do need to have your network of people who get it, meaning those who are going to wear their mask around you, those who are going to understand the importance of hand washing, because not washing the hands of someone like her and touching one of her mucous membranes, eyes, mouth, nose can be a really big issue, a really big issue. And so we want to make sure that you kind of have your family unit around you who's there to not only give you moral support, but also who understands the importance of creating this force field around her as well. In addition to some of the things that we've already talked about, like I said, the beauty of cold and flu season is some of the things we just talked about on the vitamin side of things will make a big difference. There are some other things that we can talk about on the more acute side of things. Some of these diseases we're talking about, these are chronic diseases, but on the acute side, of cold and flu, there are some things that are okay that can be really, really supportive as well. Yeah. And I'd like to get into that. I think that's a good segue into talking about that because it, earlier in the show, you mentioned, you know, other helpful remedies, you know, are so helpful without the need for a prescription, for instance, but that are so supportive during cold and flu season. So who do you like expand and tell us more about that. Sure, sure. So look, one of the bigger things that I love and I learned in my practice, I practice everyone. I trained here in New York many moons ago and went out to California and I saw that people were living a little bit of a healthier life and they were getting better. Guess what? Without my prescription pad. And as I looked a little more, I learned that there were certain things that were very helpful for cold and flu. One in particular, which is my go-to, was called Ocelococcinum. It's a long name, everyone, but you know, it's, it's a long name. And some people call it Ocillo, they cut it short, which is fine. But the point is, is that it's been shown in studies to decrease the severity and the duration of flu-like symptoms, which are what? Those body aches, the fever, those things that I talked about early. But more importantly, it's been used for over 70 years already in Europe. So it's kind of newer age to us. But the good thing I love for my patients, I don't have to worry about drowsiness. I don't have to worry about drug-to-drug interactions with what they're taking or even side effects. That's something I can't say a lot about things that, once again, are on the Western side of healing. So acylococcinum was nice and safe for any kids that are two years of age and older, which was good for my twins at the time, because this was kind of my mainstay of therapy for them. There's also cold calm, getting back to where we were deciding what's the difference between a cold and a flu. So if you realize you don't have those body aches and so forth, acylococcina may not be what you reach for, which I love because they're little pellets, everyone. You put them in under your tongue so you don't need water or anything. Cold calm are actually melt-away tablets when you have those cold symptoms, runny nose, stuffy nose, congestion. I like that because there's no artificial favors. Once again, I don't have to worry about drug-to-drug interactions with any patients. And I also like the fact, again, this is great for families on the go, like a lot of us are during this holiday season. It melts away. So making life easier for the parent on the go especially when you have twins like myself, it's important to make our life as easy as possible. And then there's also throat calm. Sometimes people have a sore throat that may not necessarily be from strep. Strep does require an antibiotic, but most of them are viral, everyone. And so something that is another homeopathic remedy, throat calm, is very beneficial. 
Now, throat calm and cold calm are for children who are four years of age and older or adults, of course. So anyone four years of age and older are very important versus a cell of two years of age and older. So look, these are important things that are over the counter, don't require a prescription, things you don't have to worry about as far as drug to drug interaction and side effects. So that's a big win. It's a big win for my practice and for those who are open to more holistic or let's say most remedies that are a little bit closer to the earth. No, absolutely. And I've used it with my kids. So I can attest to the fact that it was so helpful, especially as you said, right when the kids were really young, like two years old. My aunt is a nurse in New York City and used to send me batches of Ocelo. That's a good aunt. That's a good aunt, right. (laughs) (laughs) It was so helpful because the kids would love it too. They love the taste. Yeah. Like those little pellets are coming, these nice little small like uh, packages. Unit unit doses. Yeah. Unit doses. And for me as a mom, it was just so much more beneficial than giving this colored syrup that seemed to have like lots of artificial flavoring. Thank you. That's where I was going to go. That's where I was going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. You may be able to clean the carpet with those. You you may be good, but I brought up the unit doses of Ocilla. That's the other thing I love about it is that I already know what dose to take. Right. It's there. You yeah. know, when you deal with those other flavor stuff, you put it in this little cup and you're right. pouring over. How much are you really getting? What are you really getting? And so you're absolutely right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And when the kids are fussy and crying, it inevitably just weighs then it's So definitely, I love that. And so Dr. Red Cross will be doing a part two to this interview as well. So for this first part, are there any other in terms of preventative or, you know, managing through cold and flu season, anything else that you would want to leave with the audience? I know you've covered extensively, um, you know, several things already, but anything else you can think of that I may not have brought up, feel free to share or anything else that you think people should be doing, you know, in their daily lives for for this season. So it's going to be similar to what we do with some of those who have the chronic illness. There are two other things that I'll mention, and that's making sure that you stay properly hydrated. Because when you are dehydrated, everyone, you are a setup for a cold or a flu, believe me. And so you want to make sure. In fact, I always say that when you go into the restroom, the urine should be clear. That's a great indication that you are perfectly uh-huh. hydrated. So that's kind of a, you know, a doctor's way of looking at it. The other thing is you got to make sure you're moving your body. Whatever that looks like for you, you need to do that because that also boosts the immune system and also boosts the endorphins, which are those hormones that make us feel good. So those are other things that are part of cold and flu and really, especially those with chronic diseases as well. That should be a mainstay of therapy also. Absolutely. And so we'll wrap up with that. Good words of advice. I think that was amazing for our listeners listening in. So Dr. Red Cross, thank you so much for joining us today. It was amazing having you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Stay well, everyone. The Holistic Wealth Podcast with Keisha Blair is brought to you by. Have you joined the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Choose your membership plan at the Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. As a member, you'll get access to free worksheets, advice, coaching, and an intentional design workshop. As you start to live a more holistically wealthy lifestyle, you'll want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning best-selling Holistic Wealth 36 Life Lessons to help you recover from disruption, find your life purpose, and achieve financial freedom. 